Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Skull Bro Show. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's a little bit later than 9 p.m. than I wanted, but I had some technical difficulties that I think I got worked out. So here we are, and with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? There will be no deep breath for the sweet smell of victory. However, there <laughs> will be a there will be a Ric Flair woo <laughs> for the firing of Matt Canada. Yeah, yes, of course. As you all know, it's in that title, it's with everything else. This is our first live show since the big news today that the Pittsburgh Steelers have re- has re- have have relieved Matt Canada of his duties with the Pittsburgh Steelers altogether. It's not like they just took play calling from him or anything. He has been let go. Now, I don't want to. I am not celebrating somebody's downfall. I am not. What I am celebrating is the fact the Steelers identifying a problem, seeing a need for change, and making and and making the decision to do what they needed to do. And that, so I'm excited about any kind of change that could be on the horizon offensively for this team. Because if we watch this game last Sunday, you know. Something needed to change. Two straight weeks of the offense looking like that was, and the thing is, they started out better two two games ago. But no, it just wasn't really. Not just the offense in general. It was it was Kenny. It was the passing game. It was the Kenny Pickett passing game. The Steelers are running the ball, and if you're running the ball that good, you should be able to put up more than ten points in a game. So as I say, I'm not. I'm not going to tear down the person. I did not think he was doing a very good job. Do I feel bad for the person that was let go two days before Thanksgiving? You know, I'm not heartless, but at the same time, I'm happy the Steelers made made the right decision. What? Dude, I, I must be blowing it up. I gave woo <laughs> and took Brad Jewett's power out. So, no, you, know. you took it out. <laughs> you hit that pitch that will shatter glass or electric lines. <laughs> Um, so we're going to spend a lot of time talking about things that are going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're still going to talk about last week's game. I was fine. Just kind of just say it, burn the tape. There's a new start for the Steelers starting today, but Rich is like, no, we need to talk about last week's game, but we're going to look at last week's game also from a perspective of, are we going to see change from those things as what our title says, things we want to see from a Canada free Steelers offense. Yes. So, and, and p- part of it is, is there are a few things that I really felt strongly about and that I really wanted to talk about, about this game that I didn't want to allow. I don't want to say I didn't want to allow the Steelers to take that away from me. Yes. So. So, and I would say it would be like they could not to take away your joy. You're not going to get joy in talking about these things. But no, in other words, we have to remember the Steelers fans. The Steelers offense is not off the hook just because Matt Canada is no longer the offensive coordinator. They still need to make improvements, but you could, you could, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I know some people said, oh, who, who said it? I know we had a comment here. Um, it's our it's the wonderful Sherry Richards says, Yeah, I agree, Dave, but this should have happened four weeks ago. I get it. The the thing was, 
I kind of have my guess and understanding of how things went down that Mike Tomlin, I think, reached the point of we're killing our players. We're killing the players. You could, after that game, the things that you heard the players say and the way they reacted, you could tell it was different than before. Could you, Rich? Oh, yeah. Like, you, you Harris that, is the what? one that stands out the most, but it wasn't just him. Yeah. Right. It was It was some of the players still, it basically, as the weeks have gone on, they've gotten, what I want to say, um, less, There, there's been less and less filter on how they say things. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right in the in the fact that Najee Harris was like finally he just took the filter off. Boom! I'm just yeah, yeah. He's just he was basically the point. He's like, what am what what am I supposed to say that I'm allowed to say at this point? Is basically what he said. Yeah. It's basically what he said, and and I get it. And I know some people wanted to blame blame Mike Tomlin for having him around so long. I tell you, I wholeheartedly believe, and it's backed up with some whisperings that we have heard that Mike Tomlin did not want Matt Canada back this year. He would have gotten rid of him at any point this year, and it finally reached a point. I don't know if it was that, is that Mr. Rooney agreed or Mike Tomlin drew a line in the sand and said, this has to happen, or you need a new head coach. That would I've been, I said that weeks ago that that yeah, might be we, what it takes. That, that might have been what that took. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm guessing that's probably how it happened. Especially when you listen, yeah. You know, when Mike Tomlin kind of says, "Nope, this was me. This was my decision." It was Mike Tomlin. That's decision, what it. But, but nothing but, happens outside the president, outside the owner. Correct. You know. Correct. It has but to I get think, his approval. But I still would guess that Mike Tomlin finally walked in and said, yeah. "We are losing this locker room. You get rid of him, or the locker room's lost, and I'm out." Yeah, I still think this had to do why he didn't do his extension. In the offseason. I he you know he didn't he didn't like I really lean that direction sure as well. He, yes, that, that's my belief. But I'm like the rumblings and stuff we were hearing, Mike, Mike Tomlin, it was just it was a lot. And what would it take to finally pull the trigger? And they did. And my and my thing is it's I'm not like I say, I'm not celebrating like Matt Canada's failure. I, I said it before, I said it on the post-game show about Kenny Pickett's going to be the guy, so I'm going to hope that Kenny Pickett improves. I have been saying for a long time, I want Matt Cannon to do a good job because the Steelers will be better. But he wasn't. But he wasn't. And I love exactly what Co- what, Coach, what Jeff Hartman said on Let's Ride Monday morning. If you did not hear that, go back and listen. Because uh, it puts – then you hear what happens. Except he kept saying, this is what needs to happen, but it's the Steelers. It never will. Yep. That's – that's what's crazy. So, yep. and then it did. And but Jeff laid it out. He's like, "You got to fire Matt Canada on Monday." And he was wrong. They fired him on Tuesday. So you got to fat Matt fire Matt Canada today. Did, what he was did, because did they, did they fire him on Tuesday, or did they fire him on Monday and not announce it until Tuesday? No, 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 no. I I saw something on Twitter that Matt Canada came to work Tuesday, ready to get the game plan to get called in and find out he was fired. I did hear that one. I don't know where where it was from, but I, I heard that one. So it so that's what's going on. Jeff Jeff's thing was is like, well, 
you're you're right now you're tied to Matt Canada, you're tied to Kenny Pickett, you're not tied to Matt Canada after the season's over. You're going to move on from him from everything we heard. We knew Tomlin wasn't going to bring him back. And but you still wanted to know what was going on with Kenny Pickett. Why not eliminate that? You know, how many independent variables do you want in your experiment? Yep. You know, you remove that variable to then actually be able to get a better determination of the other variable. Now, would you even say, well, if Kenny still doesn't play well, are you going to get some that say, well, you know, they, they did take his offensive coordinator away. They still had his playbook. They still, yes, you, you're, you're possibly going to get that. I'm hoping that the players are how we are right now, rejuvenated and excited and think that think that there could be something different on the horizon. And there will be some different. It's just not going to be, we're not going to see a whole new offense because you really can't. Yeah. Um, you know, could you see a few different, like some different route combinations and things like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think that maybe the, the staff could do a better job setting up um, doing a better job of getting things cleared up on option routes and things like that for the receiver. Yeah. Yes. Um, and if those things happen, you continue to see improvement. Then you get to the play calling side. Okay. The Steelers have been running the football well the past few games. Could we please see some more play action pass? Well, and not only that, Jalen Moore has been running so well. But if you look back at this game, you just said a lot of stuff there. I went on. Okay. okay. If you look back at, at this game, when not, a lot of times when Najee Harris got the ball, the defense was flying to a spot. It's it's like they, when Najee Harris was in the game, I, I said this, I, I don't know where I said it. I can't even remember. But either something was happening on the field where, where Harris or something was tipping off where the play was going, or – they studied film enough to know that when this is happening, this is where they're going, and we're getting a jump start on. I have a feeling yeah. it was the second one, but I can't rule out the first one. I just can't because they'll never tell us. So to me, you might see more success from Najee Harris even. We're like, oh, he's just not the runner. You can have that opinion all you want. But I also think that the way they were utilizing him was not helpful. So what would – but there shouldn't be anything taken away from Jalen Warren. So imagine Jalen Warren still doing what he's doing and Najee Harris having a little bit more opportunity as well. That just sounds amazing to me. Um, you right. mentioned the word and then, option round. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Say what you were saying. No, go, no, 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 no. no you said we'll option round. Well, for those yeah. of you that didn't see it, there was some um, – uh, Deontay Johnson got it into some various things on the Twixter – as I like to call it now, because I don't know exactly how, how, how to call it. And he was actually replying to a Steel Curtain Network writer. Yep. It was, he quote tweeted a video from someone who writes for Steel Curtain Network, Mike Frazier, and who had a video out there and was talking about how Deontay Johnson had an easy read. He read it wrong and ran the wrong route. And Kenny, that's why him and Kenny Pickett were on the same page on this one play. Deontay Johnson replied, and this is what he said. And I, I noticed how he phrased this. And, and it might be me picking at words a little bit. 
He said, ran the route I was supposed to, sir. And then he said something else. But not saying he ran the right route. He didn't say he ran the right route. He said he ran the route he was supposed to. Yes. We know that Matt Canada was micromanaging a lot of stuff. We got some intel about that. That he didn't want Kenny Pickett changing calls. He didn't want this, that, the other. Kenny Pickett said after the game, we were expecting a lot of man, and they were playing zone. I don't think that was – some people are like, oh, man, Kenny Pickett can't blah, 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 blah. I think that was a cut on Canada. Yes. That Matt Canada decides the routes based on what he thinks the defense is going to be, and I don't think they had options. I don't. I think he micromanages to a point that players don't have options. Correct. So we talk about uh, option as, routes. I don't as, know that they as you guys it. talked as you guys talked about the post game show. You know, um, uh, Matt Matt Canada's picking his place techno bowl style. Yes, Jeff went on and talked about that. That was great, and he talked about I it. Know, it so guess, guess what I did yesterday? You went and played some techno bowl online. You can you can play it for free online. I couldn't remember what it's called. I bought this for you because you had it as a kid. What's the one with the little red lines? What's that called? Because I brought I talked um, about that. I yeah, I know you I talked have a copy about of it that. Too. I meant to go dig it out of the drawer. I know it's hiding in. Oh, mine's up on my dresser. Oh, hey, no, it's not. My son was playing with it, so he put it with the he put it with my handheld Dig Dug and Carmen San Diego and Oregon Trail. So it's but yeah, I, I think what we were getting was Matt Canada was yeah. he doesn't. I, I don't know that they have option routes built in. Yeah. The, the you do this if they're if they're in man, you run this route. If they're in zone, you run this route. Yeah. And I think it's just Matt Canada says, we're going to run this route and you're going to run it. And it's either going to work or it's not going to work. Now, we can't say that for sure. No. We're just saying but, that's what it felt but, like. Especially with the really looks like. To that. Yeah. And sometimes really looks like. Yes, it really does. All right. Hey, I got to hit some super chats here because we're getting behind. We got super chats. We got Gabriel Golden, $5 in the tip jar. Thank you, Gabriel. Gabriel bought tickets off me before in the past. You got to remember that. Okay, it says um, a change needed to happen, and now Kenny needs to step up or hit, or he may be next. I just, I tell you, I, I think chances are Kenny Pickett is go- Kenny Pickett is going to get a third year. But as we said, removing one of the variables, I, I think it's going to give a better picture of what the Steelers might expect from Kenny Pickett. I mean, we've seen it at times. Jalen Warren was quoted. He was, you know, doing his like a live podcast that he does on Tuesday nights. Someone was, was there and quoted him. I saw on Twitter, one of the Steelers beat writers shared something. And it was basically like, we see this in practice. We have faith in Kenny because we see what he can do, but then we just get to the game and it's all jumble, you know? So we'll see. I, I'm hopeful. Exactly. I have more well, hope well. in this Steelers offense right now than I've than, than I've had at any other point right. Uh, you know, since the preseason when teams weren't game planning against them. Um, here's another one. Rico Costa, ten dollars in the tip jar. Ooh, says it's not like this offense is devoid of talent. Many OCs would die to have a young first round QB. DJ George Pickens, Austin Muth. Uh, that's Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's NJ? Uh, probably I think not. it was supposed to be Notch. Okay. And Jalen Warren. Uh, Matt Canada proved he had no clue how to use those weapons. My thing is teams always – fans always think that their players are good. So eventually if 
the Steelers can't get it going with these players, you have to ask yourself, is it just that they're not that good? I'm not ready to make that statement either. Yeah, I think once again, it's it's removing a variable to better evaluate other things. Right. So I, I think there's potential. I mean, my goodness, could you use Pat Fairmuth any less when he came back? Oh my! They they didn't use him before he was gone. They used him even less. I know. Was it? I think one one target, one catch, seven yards. But here's the key: eleven yards. Well, I can't say yards. It's it's uh, um, it's redundant. Eleven yak. Yes. Eleven yak. That means you throw the ball one time that far behind the line of scrimmage because it was a screen. You can't use your tight ends other than throwing him a screen. Apparently not. Seriously. So you're right, Rico Costa. I, you know, exactly how great they are. We was did, did I say Austin? Yeah, I think it is. Um, you did that. That. Well, I think we'll get a better picture of it. Now, I, I just think there'll be a better picture, and I'm very hopeful um, that is what it, what, what it is. All right. We got dingo dollars. We got five dingo dollars from Thank Sears. Thank you, Marky D, for the dingo he says, dollars. He says, now the candidate has been fired, it's time to change. Fire up the barbecue. Um, a, a, a few snags and steaks on the barbie. <laughs> oh, steaks on the barbie. Um is, 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 I guess, what they're going for. So instead of fire candidate, fire up the barbecue. Let's do this thing. Okay. Um, and then Tyler W, he has two dollars in there. Thank you. Tyler says Tomlin threw down the gauntlet and Kenny got worse. What are you I'm not sure what he's saying there? Um, well, I, I think the deal is this. Okay. Now we haven't thrown down the gauntlet. Now what we've done is says, you know what, we're we're going to we're going to change the view. Yeah. Right? We're going to change the view. We're going to change the view, and we're going to see what things look like out of this. You know, we're going to, we're going to actually turn a little bit and see what things look like out this window over here. Yeah. Now, how yeah. far they're able to turn, you know, maybe one of those deals where it's like, okay, we're here, and we turn to here. Okay? Some of the view is the same. But you pick up some other view, and that's what—that's what I'm feeling like we need to see from Kenny Pickett, which is why this is such a, a big move. Yeah. It's going to allow us to start to get a better evaluation. Yes, I, I want to bring up one other thing here. Mike Smith says, "I guess Tomlin's part of the ride or die crew." That's right, Coach Tomlin. We need to get him a shirt. We need to get him a ride or die crew shirt. That's right. If you're listed, Coach Tomlin, you let me know. I'll buy you a shirt. I'll buy you a, a ride or die crew shirt. Um, you just uh, uh, STLR super fan dad. Because all you got to do to get hold of me, I will make sure that you get a ride or die crew. I'll get you one of everything, Coach. I'll get you one of everything. I am, but I, to bring that up, I am like a hundred comments behind now. So uh, hopefully, was there any other super chats now? <laughs> No, Tyler you said to, sorry. Got, that was to... vague. <laughs> I did see That's that. Okay, uh, because okay, he said here, I'm going to bring up this. He said Tom said he needed more from Kenny last week after Green Bay, and Kenny played worse against the Browns. Yeah. Now I get what you're saying. I know they don't allow you to say very much, depending on what you what you put. I've never done a super chat, so I don't know. So, all right. So we're rolling. Coach Tomlin's press conference today was unlike any other. I was writing like crazy. Because when they got to the question and answer parts, when they got to the question and answer part, 
they were asking so many questions over top of each other. Coach Tomlin was answering them with such short answers. They were on to the next one, and I was still trying to write the question. Yeah. It was it was fast and furious. But there was one, there was one they asked about Kenny Pickett. You want to talk about Kenny Pickett? We're saying now, this is what we're saying. Someone asked about now. So is this now like a, a seven game? Is this seven games really going to give you a good indication of what's going on with Kenny Pickett? And Coach Tomlin said, You guys are asking about that. I'm worried about beating the Bengals. I'm worried about beating the Bengals. And you want to know what he actually said? Some people aren't understanding what he said. So we're going to break this down. This is what he said. I feel good. I feel so good. I dance. Oh, no, that's not what Coach Tomlin oh, said. No. I'm sorry. Okay. I, that, that's not the right one. This is what he said. All right, listen to it. Here we go. We're not urinating on the fire, man. <laughs> that's right. He said. We're not urinating on the fire, man. Okay. Now, Rich, I know what that means. And I assume that you know what that means. Okay. I feel like I know what it means. Uh, uh, um, are you saying you know what it means partly because of uh, the area and some of the things that go on out here where we grew up? Perhaps. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. What to me, that. to me, that's that's a it's a ter- it's a hunting term. Oh, see, so, you no. Know, well, to me, you could say that. To me, it's a camping term. Yes, S- yeah. similar thing. If you're if you're hanging out, whether in the woods, around the campfire, probably not in your fire pit. I don't know that. I don't think I do this thing. But if you're hanging out, and you got a campfire going on. What's the safe thing to do when you're done? You have to extinguish your fire if there's still any coals there. You don't want to start a forest fire. Come on. So you got to find some kind of water or something to to, to douse the fire. Well, if it just so happens to also be a situation where nature is calling, it's two birds, one stone. Okay? Raise your hand if you've done it before. <laughs> I know if you've had to put out a fire that way. Yep. Not whether you had to or you did. Okay? But this, the, the what that means is that it's that the fire's done. It's over. You're 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 taken off to go somewhere else. You've got to douse the fire, so that's what you do to make sure that there's no coals that are going to catch anything else. Yeah. See, see, to me, this was an old coon hunting thing. Yeah. Okay. Because guys would go out to coon hunt, they'd build a fire, send the dogs out. At the end, it's a you know, it's hey, hunts over, call off the dogs, urinate on the fire. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yep. Call off the dogs. Is that, that would be another way to say because you, you say that before. Like Tyler Debbie says, it means you're packing it up for the night and going to bed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, which so. was really funny because uh, I even saw a clip. Uh, Cam Hayward on his podcast, he didn't know what that meant. <laughs> he didn't know. He's like, I, I, I don't know. So, um, yeah. So for those, I was afraid some out there that might not, you know, maybe a little bit too urban, not rural enough to know what that would mean. So that uh, well, let me just when, when you do that, it's because you're done. That, that one made that that one made a lot more sense to me than the old Randy Feekner talking about you know guys bouncing around like farts in a skillet. Yes, I don't know. So you know this one, uh, I heard I say, oh yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got that. And basically, yeah, that's also his coach Tom saying he's not ready to do that. It's like he's not ready to. He's basically saying he's not calling it quits on Kenny Pickett, and he's not calling it quits on this season. Yeah. 
We're not ready exactly. to we're not ready to urinate on a fire and, and which and call it a year. If you come into the post game show, now I know we're all emotional in the post game show. And that's why when I'm really emotional and happy when the Steelers win, even if they didn't play great, that's what when people were upset, I'm like, I, I don't relate to them. We were all relating to each other on Sunday in the post game show because it was not good. And people come, to, but how many people commented, it's over, this season's done, where can we draft, what's our needs, blah, 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 after one loss. Now, the, the events of this morning changed everything about the show tonight because th- what I was going to have for our show tonight, Rich, was I was going to say that where the Steelers go from here will define their 2023 season. That's what I was going to say before they fired the offensive coordinator. Because that was, to me, I was like, is the Browns game the low moment? Is that the low moment? What you do from there? Because if you look at the schedule, I'm not going to go farther than this. I'll say five. I would say the next five games. I'm not going to... Uh, Seattle's too much of an enigma going to Seattle. I'm not going to worry about that. That's New Year's Eve, my goodness. But the next five games are all winnable games. Yes. Especially with two being against the Bengals that don't have their quarterback. Because I'm sorry, the Bengals are a team that's way more quarterback dependent than the Browns. We already saw the Browns beat the 49ers without Deshaun Watson. So, because they have a much more... I mean, especially that defense, you know. But people didn't like Mike Tom talk about the defense, how good the Cleveland defense was, and blah, blah, blah. And especially when they're like, oh, yeah, well, uh, tell the Colts. They put up 30-some points. Oh, tell the Ravens. They put up 30-some points. But to me, what a good defense does is take a subpar offense and make them look like a, like a complete dumpster fire. That's what a good defense does. And the Steelers. And they did that. And that's what they did. And that's what they did. So, yes. So, well, we've got some more super chats before we take a break. Yep. Uh, where, let's see. Where are we? We've got Tom Plays Games. Tom Plays Games. Also, Tom Muir. Previously known as Tom Muir. $5 in the tip chart. Thank you very much. He says, if we come out throwing vertically into the middle of the field, does since you have a defense that can shut it down? Is there reason to be excited? We don't know. You know what I'm yeah. this is what I'll be honest with you. This is what I whether they use the middle of the field. If they don't use the middle of the field because it's not open, then don't use the middle of the field because it's not open. I just don't want them to not use the middle of the field because they have decided the middle of the field is not open before you even see what's going on. Yep. It's it's a it's a predetermined judgment and decision before you even know if the middle of the field's there. You know, it, it it's kind of like you assume that a guy is gonna line up on the outside of the tackle and it's like what they do with TJ Watt and he circles around and next thing you know, he's standing over the center. Matt, Matt, that, that would be backhanded. I don't know what to do. I almost brought this up several weeks ago. I know, I know we got another one to get to, but it reminded me, I can't remember which movie. I think it's a bug's life. If not, it was that movie ants that was similar to it where they're all marching along, carrying their stuff, doing their thing as the worker ants and a leaf falls down in front of one of them. And he stops and screams, I'm lost. That was Matt Canada whenever the defense did anything 
that he wasn't expect that, that he didn't that, that that he didn't expect they were going to do when they lined up that way. The defense was supposed to do this for him, and if they didn't, he was lost. So that's my answer to Tom. There you go. Agree, disagree, or are you ready to roll? Uh, uh, it makes sense. Yeah. And I know the scene you're talking about, but I still forget which movie it is. I, I don't know which one it is. It's been decades since I watched it. I actually think it might have been Ants, but don't hold okay. me to that one. All right. But yeah, but it's it's one of those two. And but th- that's the thing. One little chance. I mean, a leaf falling in front of your path shouldn't shouldn't make you lose your way. So uh Steel Dog 88, five dollars into the tip jar. Thank you very much. With Canada go- gone, does a core four redeem himself at right tackle? And does Broderick Jones replace more at left tackle? I have to say, Dan Moore had his worst game against Miles Garrett that I've seen. Yes. There was the other ones in the past where he was ranked with a zero pass blocker rating against Miles Garrett, although Garrett had one tackle and no quarterback hits or sacks in that game. And yet he Perfect. got a rank of zero. Yep. This one he had a rank of like 18 point something. And I would say it was probably right. And that very first play, that just set the tone for everything. That was bad. He it came inside bad. when he was, and I think I think it was film study. I think Miles Garrett's like, this is what he does when I rush outside. So right off the bat, I'm going to get him thinking. I'm going to get him second guessing how hard he can push me out by making a move to the inside. Yep. And I think that them coming up and getting Kenny Pickett for a safety, it probably should have been. Um, on that play, I think that affected Kenny Pickett for the rest of the game. Because how many times after that, at least twice after that, we saw the infamous duck and, and spin left, right? Duck and spin left. Rush, which right is like, like someone said Ugh, in the post game show, it was me. a good way to say it. They're like, they're like, that's some, that's some ACC stuff right there. You know, that's, that's college stuff. Yeah. So I yeah. saw that um, comment and wanted to comment on it, but I chose yeah. to keep my emotions in check and not comment yeah. in the post game show. Yeah. All right. Yep. What do you say? So, we, let's let's uh, break and come back. Let's break and come back because we still want to talk okay. more about this game because I'm not having let yeah. you talk about it. But we had to talk about urinating on the fire. I mean, I mean, come on. We 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 had to put that one out there. So, uh, um, make sure you come back because because we're not urinating on the fire, man. Because yeah, it's not over. We've got a whole another half a show to go. So if you're here with us on. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We're not going anywhere. If you're with us in the audio, stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Steelers fans, let's get rolling. But before we do, got a little bit of an announcement. A little bit of an announcement. Slight change to our podcast lineup this week uh, because of the holiday. Because of Thanksgiving in the United States on Thursday, if you aren't don't live in the United States to celebrate Thanksgiving, or you choose not to celebrate Thanksgiving, you should at least care about that day because there's three football games back to back. Even if it's not the Steelers, it's a it's a nice fun time. But anyway, 
Because of that and because of obligations, I'm actually going to be in the room that Big Bro with Sco is in right now. That's where I'm going to be on Thursday. Well, I don't know if I'll go down there. We'll let the kids hang out there. Um, I'll probably be on your super comfortable couch because it's go. awesome. Um, so much so, I'm going to just steal your couch because it's better than mine. Um, sorry. But because of that, we're not going to be doing the Steelers preview on Thursday evening. You're actually going to, or it's going to be a little bit of a double up. Maybe you're going to be traveling Wednesday and maybe this, this will be good for you. But we're letting you know around 4 p.m. on Wednesday, we're going to do the Steelers preview. Myself, Jeff Hartman, Brian Anthony Davis. Then you'll get pump your brakes. Um, break, I assume they're going at the regular time. Uh, they haven't let us know that that's going to change yet. But wanted everyone to know that the, the change in the day of the Steelers preview. So that way, you know, like, oh, man, I'm not going to have that Thursday. You know, in, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get you on Wednesday. And if you're someone who just listens to it, You'll still have it there whenever you like to listen to your exactly. to your podcasts. So just wanted you all to know so that way there would be no no questions or any surprises. Um, we've got a couple hundred in the live chat right now. So hopefully you all know that you can look for that Wednesday. All right, Rich. Um, here's a quick question. Uh Steeler Chick 46 is any Minka update. Coach Talman said once again, we're hopeful that he can work back. We'll see how the week progresses. And the same with Montrevis Adams. That's what he said. He was kind of – he kind of got into it with a reporter during the Q&A part because he asked about Minka. He's like, uh, did something change with Minka? You seemed really optimistic going into Green Bay, and then he didn't practice at all and didn't practice last week. So what's up with that? Coach Solomon's like, we'll go see what happens. So that, that, that would really – I think that would really help communication stuff with the defense, which – as Coach Tomlin said, after the first couple drives, got much better with the new guys in Thompson and Walker. Let's talk defense real quick, especially with some of those other pieces. Anything you want to stand got, out got, specifically yeah, about on. defense? I, we talk about? I, got, I got one other chat or okay. thing I want to bring up here real quick, just a comment on. Oh. I say really he'll put a claim. No. There will not be a claim put in for Shaq Leonard. And the reason the claim won't be in is because the amount of money that you would have to pay him yep. if – we win the claim. The only way the Steelers would chase after Shaq Leonard is if he goes unclaimed, clears waivers, and then talk to him and sign him. Yes, because if he clears, here's the thing that's crazy. You got to think about this. If he clears waivers, the Colts have to pay him the rest of the season. If someone claims him, they have to pay him the rest of the season. So if he clears waivers, he gets the money from the Colts. Because because that's how it works for, the, for a veteran, and then he could play for whatever extra he wanted from anyone else. It's six point one million is what's left on his on his contract for the rest of the season, and the numbers moving forward are really high. I I would not be in favor of that player for that amount, but I would be in favor if they want to try something else at a reduced amount. Because uh, honestly, the Steelers just don't have the have that much to pay him right now. Yep, um, that would suck up. Basically, I, you know, they'd have to worry about can they elevate enough players from the practice squad and stuff like that. So, um, would would like to have him, but it would have to be that way. And I don't know that anyone's going to claim him for that. Amount. I don't know that anybody's going to claim because nobody wants to take on that salary, especially if you can stick the Colts with it. Yep, yep. So, all right, uh, Steelers D four ninety nine in the tip jar. He says the Kenny haters already put him put him on countdown. This is still Canada's system. People are unrealistic if they expected a massive improvement this soon. Now, 
it's going to be interesting. That uh, I like this comment. Um, yeah, because you're still going to be looking at. It's not like the Steelers are going to overhaul the playbook for Sunday. But if you really look at it, there's some good, decent concepts in there that you can run. I mean, it's not like wide receivers were never open on any play or anything like that. But it, it's how you implement them, how you're reading them, how put, putting this personnel in this formation to then run these plays. You know, if you can only run this play with these people in this formation, there's a problem. Yes. Exactly. So, and what I'm looking to see here in these last seven games is, is week to week improvement. You know what I want to see this week? More than 10 points. And basically a hundred yards. Yeah. More, more than 10 points. Yeah. More than 10 points scored. Yep. There you go. That's a step in the right direction. My thing is, it, this has got to be difficult for the Bengals because now you've gone from a very predictable offense that, that I would still prepare for them to say, hey, for all we know, they're just going to try to do the same thing with a different voice in the helmet, and they'll do the same predictable stuff. So that's what they'll probably prepare for. You know what you got to then do? Not do Don't it. Don't be predictable. That's one of the things we want to see from, from a Canada Free Steelers offense. Don't be predictable. Um, got another one. Because we're going to, we'll talk a little bit of defense here. Afton Ford, sorry, Afton Ford said two dollars in the tip jar. Says is Miles Jack going to be a factor? Miles Jack's on the practice squad. To me, Miles Jack is the in case of emergency break glass. You know what happens? This is what I said in our Slack channel uh, for for SCN. I said. When they were talking about Jack coming in, I know Shannon didn't like the move and everything. I'm like, doesn't mean they have to use him. But what happens if a Landon Roberts, you know, I don't want to speak this, these kind of things into existence, but what if something happens to your to the, your yeah. person who's been around communicating the game before the, the the next Thursday game, and you've got a short week, and you've got and you've got to throw someone else into the fire out there. Why not at least have something that has some familiarity with the system? But you know what? We saw how the Steelers could handle Miles Jack. I want them to give him the New Orleans Saints treatment. You and I were both at that game. Yep. Miles Jack was coming off off of injury off the bye week. Was he active for that game? He was. But for me, that's the equivalent of being on the practice squad. Did he play a single snap? He did not. No, no. He was coming off injury. They weren't going to play him unless they needed him. And they didn't need him. So they didn't. And I have a feeling that's kind of how it will be going for it. All right, Rich, anything from the defense from Sunday you want to talk about? Because as we're really running late. All right. Um, Just just a couple things in terms of the players. Um, First of all, Alanda Roberts. What a pleasant surprise. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I knew that I've liked the Landon Roberts all year, okay? Especially thought think he's pretty decent in run coverage. I did. We got way more out of him in pass coverage than I expected. Um, it, I just hope to see that kind of guy every week now. Yeah. Um, that that was 
really, really good. Um, Thompson, right? That was the safety that wears yes. number 17 and throws me off all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not bad. Not spectacular, right? I, I, mm -hmm. I don't think anybody's going to be sweating it out that, you know, he's taking their job, you know, anybody that's out. But he filled in fine, mm -hmm. right? Um, he didn't kill us. Um, still want to say I, I really feel like Keanu Benton was a great pick. Um, I think this young man is really starting to show he can do some things, and I just can't wait to see where his career goes. Now, the one thing that I've got to talk about defensively because it drove me nuts and took up like five bullets at the end of my knee-jerk reaction article. Mm -hmm. Why in the world <laughs> did the Steelers change their second-half defensive philosophy with a minute and a half to play? I don't get it. Yeah. Okay? Now, I'm telling you, don't like to always do these things, but uh, as I tell... As I tell the kids, the you know, the students to come see me where I work, I'm a straight shooter. I'm going to just tell you how I see it. I'm going to tell you what, what it is. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, okay? I wanted to break my phone while yeah. listening to Coach Tomlin in his post-game press conference. Mm -hmm. Because he said that phrase that he likes to say, we don't live in our yeah. fears. Don't live in our fears. I don't have that one, do I? No. <laughs> yes, we did. We lived in our fears. When the offense didn't do anything and the ball went back over and the defense had to go back out on the field, we played in our fears. We played that game to try not to lose. What happens when you play a game and you try not to lose? You usually lose. Yeah. Okay? Um the Steelers had mixed coverage the entire second half. And instead we go into that basic cover three shell. And the worst part was Kevin Stefanski knew they were going to do it. Yeah. And dialed up the plays to beat it. Yeah. It's that defense that you know the Steelers could get into. These are the plays that will work against it. Let's call them. Called them, they completed them, they win the game. Yeah. Why did we go away from what had been working? Yeah. You that play to my, win the game. Was my biggest frustration. Yeah. Uh, at the end of that game, not that I <laughs> felt that the defense lost well, the game for us because yeah. the defense did not lose the game for us. But I just. I just could not fathom why the change. Yep. I didn't understand when the Steelers got the ball at the 48, at their own 48, they got the incompletion of George Pickens. It was called a catch, but there was no challenges left, so they got it to go. They get to the 40-yard line. Their next play is a screen to Najee Harris. You don't want to scream right at the jail, Warren. And two, 
it was it, it was a horribly disguised screen. It was in the middle. And I mean, yep. you're gonna try to throw the ball to him five yards behind the it was a good thing you didn't catch it. That was dumb. Yeah. Then you tried to run an obvious running play with Najee Harris that they flew into and made you lose five yards. So you're left with third and 15, needing about eight or nine yards to really get a good field goal. And you flip it to Jalen Warren, who can only get three. You, tr- you Then you finally run the screen with Warren. If you get those three yards on first down, it's a whole different scenario. Yep. So that really ticked me off. And then I know there was a minute 48, blah, blah, blah. I'm shocked on second down the Steelers didn't run the ball when they had it their last possession. Why? Because Jalen Warren was ripping off 10-yard runs. Get yourself a first down, run to the line, get in your hurry up. Once you get that, the first first down of a drive is what is what really sets things up. Yep. So you get that first first down, then you run to the line, then you get going. You know what defense they're in because you're running hurry up. You know they're not going to be able to have time to change personnel. So you get up there and then you run and you go. Um, even if he doesn't get the first down, you know, let's say you run it and he only gets four yards. At least you're going go quickly and go third, third and seven, even. At least you got something. So yeah. So I was really frustrated with just the offense there at that point and at a lot of other points. Um, yes. Yeah. And like I said, I had no qualms with the defense at all. I just got very frustrated with that philosophy change in the second half the last time the Browns had the ball. Yes. Yep. So, there, yeah, there was a lot to – I mean, you got to give props to Jalen Warren. I didn't see if any scores from Monday night knocked him off, but he had the highest PFF – great of any offensive player in the league no i don't know from uh, i didn't watch the game last night but i was checking out the box score there was nothing nothing Mm -hmm. there that i think could have beat him yeah yep so it was i mean but like like i said he was how i can't remember from my numbers article how much percent of the offense he was it was i think it was 50 something percent i want like 56 or 58 yeah. yeah, but he was only he only got twenty two percent of the touches, so he was that much of the offense on that percentage of the usage. And people want to talk about Harris needs to be the, no, sorry, Warren needs to be the guy over Harris. He needs to be the number one versus the number two. And I, and I'm a proponent of use. Who cares about the number? Use them the way you need to use them, but use them in the right spots. Now Jalen Warren's the guy that they can't stop. I mean, obviously they were they were. They were figuring out Najee Harris. As I said in the post-game show, he had 30, I think 35 rushing yards. And 17 17 of them were on that one play where they ran a draw on third and 22 and he got 17 yards. And all he did was make it a 17-yard closer field goal than what it would have been otherwise. That was it. That was all that play did. Um, They weren't worried about him getting yards on that one. Other than that, it was hard for him all day because I think the Browns knew what was coming. So that's what I want to see. The biggest thing I want to see from a Canada Free Steelers offense is that I don't know what's coming. That's what I want. Right. Like, uh, 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 tell me that the Browns didn't know that one play. Of course, it went to the, well, you say the other direction. Technically, it's still the same side, um, you know, that the Steelers had run the week before where, you know, Jalen Moore runs out. Yeah, you know, and comes 
like he's going to come back into the backfield, but just continues in motion. We flip the ball out to him. Like that, that play was so obvious it was coming. Yes. Like everybody knew it was coming. Yeah. So, so yeah. frustrating. And, and again, I think I put it in there again when I forget which play it was early on in the game. It was first quarter because I remember it was in the top part of my article. You know, again, run what Matt Canada would call a trick play, but you can't call it a trick play if it doesn't trick anybody. Yeah, it doesn't trick anybody. When all the guys are standing there mm-hmm. waiting because they know it's coming, it's not a trick play. Yeah. It's just a bad play. And, and, and I don't want to see – I don't need to see trick plays on Sunday. I need to see things actually designed to have the defense not be put in the right situation to stop it. You can scheme that. And the Steelers seem to be doing all right with the run game. So let's see if they can get more of that. So, whoo, yeah. Anything else you want to say about this before we turn the corner to the, to, to this? One? No, let's let's go ahead and turn the corner. Because right. I mean, we could have sat here and railed on the offense the whole show, but instead we got to talk about the offensive coordinator not being there anymore. Now, what I do want to ask one other thing. So, what the Steelers are going with? Uh, running backs coach Eddie Faulkner is the offensive coordinator, and Mike Sullivan, the quarterbacks coach, will be doing the play calling. What do you think of them making the 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 choice to do that? Basically, it's saying we're gonna do we're going to pick up the slack by committee. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and we're going to ask God. You know, it's kind of like what you try to do with your players. You know, people were still asking about Mark Robinson. What happened with him? Did did, did we have one? Um, did I get this one at Steel Dog eighty eight two dollars? No. Why wasn't Robinson using relief at all? Because the Steelers see something in them that they don't trust, I think. That's my opinion. That's just what I, what it feels like. Um, that was why I was worried about this game. You didn't get that he, one either? Yeah. No, I did that one. Oh, did you? Oh, I definitely did oh, Miles Jack going to be a fan. Then you didn't do that one. Okay. Yeah, it was Robinson. Okay. So um, so, so that was the thing with, with Mark Robinson. Think about what happened with Cleveland last year. After Mark Robinson in week 17 played a ton of snaps against the Ravens, Steelers beat him. He was in there doing all kinds of crazy stuff against the run. As soon as he came on the field against the Browns, what did the Browns do? Threw Back it. to a pass where they went after Mark Robinson. Yep. And Stefanski's smart enough to do that. The only question is, could he do it with this quarterback? So there's Obviously, when when it came time to step up, he was in the rotation, but there's something about Mark Robinson that the Steelers aren't trusting right now. That's the best I can say. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's that's something I can say. So I, I like that the Steelers – when I say you try to put, put players in the, in the right position, I was going back to answering the thing about the, the coordinators. I got off track. This is, that's what we do when we talk. Um. You know the personality of your coaches. Put them put them in, in the right spots to do what they do. Mike Sullivan's called plays before. He's called plays on an interim basis, according to Coach Tomlin today. So he's probably someone – the biggest thing with that is making the decision, getting, getting the personnel on the field, and getting the call into the quarterback. And you have to get it done quickly. So he probably gives you the best chance to do that. But 
I think I think the players believe in Coach Faulkner. I mean, look at what's happened with the run game recently. And some people like <laughs> Andrew Wilbur on our side channel. I wouldn't trust him. Look at what you know. What has he done for Najee Harris? Well, who I don't know who said it in response. Well, look what he's done for Jalen Warren. You know yeah, exactly. So, you know, like oh, he didn't take a first round pick and turn him into a superstar. Well, he's he took an undrafted free agent and turned him into a superstar. So. um so 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 yeah so we'll 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 see how it works out. I'm excited because it's new, it's different, it's not the same old thing. I mean, Rich, how many weeks in a row have you expected to turn on the TV and kind of get the same old thing with the Steelers? Um, yeah, uh, too many, too many. I'm yeah. I, I'm I already feel different about this one. All right, so that's talking about this week. This one feels different. Makes it really hard. To predict what's going to happen, doesn't it? Oh, man, that's I got no clue. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I've because I got no clue about the Steelers. I got no clue about the Bengals now without Joe Burrow. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Flip a coin. See, I, I'll tell you this. When looking at everything else, I was determined I was not going to pick the Steelers in this game coming up, which I still have till tomorrow. I have to make my decision. I was determined I wasn't going to pick them because of Cincinnati playing at home, part of it, but on 10 days rest, the extra time. But now this throws a wrench into their preparation by having, by not getting the, oh, we barely have to study film because we know what they're going to do. That's what Canada does. Okay. Now, not so much. Now, now it's a little, and, and they don't get it till Tuesday. It's a li- little bit something else there to be thrown in there now. Yeah. So, see, to to me, I, I like the idea of the change for the Steelers, but just having the change, I don't know yet if anything has changed. Yeah, I, I mean, got no film. Won't. I got no, I got no tape, so I don't trust it. Yeah, it's kind of like till you give me a reason to trust it. When I'm trying to predict the inactive list. I mean, yeah. I can give it a shot, but I don't know how what the Steelers are thinking right then. You know, I I, I don't know exactly what we're going to see different. I'm hopeful, but I don't know. So, what do you are you are, are you are you ready for it? I'm ready. I'm, we've got I'm, a lot of people I, here. Yeah. I have a feeling we might get a lot of scores. So, for those of you that might be new here tonight or not always with us on Tuesday. I asked Rich to predict the score for this Sunday. Don't throw yours out there yet. Wait, because I will put it in the live chat when I'm ready for you. You'll see it. It'll say scores, question mark. And then you put your score down. I, we will read them all. If you don't put a team, that means you pick the Steelers. Or you can type the Steelers. But don't put it in there yet, because Rich is going to go ahead and give us his score. All right. I already kind of, you know, gave the sneak peek. Just can't say that I trust the Steelers on offense as of yet um, because I can't trust it till I see it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going Cincinnati 20, Steelers 19. That, that, that in a close one. So yep. not after we've seen that the Steelers don't necessarily pull out the close game, you're you're not like to me, the guarantee it was if the game's close, I'm going with the Steelers is what I've been doing. But uh, 
And of course, before we get our staff pick article, you are allowed to change it between now and when that runs on Sunday, as that, as that happens sometimes. Um, but we'll see how this goes. All yep. right. Hey, we got Wes in here first. Wes says 27-17 Pittsburgh. Um, oh, never again. He <laughs> calls that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thomas Riley. Thomas Riley, what are you oh. doing? Changed with he changed it up. Oh my god, you know what? We got there. You go, got rid of Matt. Thomas 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 has to change it up. He was like, I he he wasn't going to predict him to to win, it was always going to be a tie under Matt Canada. No, Matt Canada, he's going Steelers 33, Bengals 17. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right, so here we go. Steelers Pittsburgh, uh, 13 10 Steelers. Tyler W has Steelers 27, Bengals 19. What's with that 19 number coming in there? Uh, John Walter says 137. Um, I hope it said one of those. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Afton Ford says 24 20 Steelers. Uh, Kobe, Kobe says 24 20 Steelers. Uh, Brian Brown 21 to 3 Steelers. He says because Joe Burrow can kiss it because we don't have it. Um, maybe we'll get the rest from, from Gavin Anthony. He says 17. And we'll see what he says. Steel Dog 88 says 26-19 Steelers. CD says 16-13 good guys. Steeler Chick 46 says 27-14. to 14. That's Steelers. Gavin Anthony says 17. <laughs> He's really uh, building up to it. Building up to it. Um, Daniel Red 54-3. to three. Forget Canada. <laughs> we'll just say there that. There you go. Uh, um, yeah, we have we have we have YouTube restrictions. We gotta make sure we follow. Uh Javier Mori says 17-13 Steelers. Uh Mr. Wires says 17-16 Steelers. Uh Frosty the Bear, 27-10 Steelers. Gabriel Golden, 26-20 Steelers. Uh Punk Drummer says 20 to 13 Steelers. State of the Steelers says 16-13 Bungles. He's not, you know. I get like it. Me. If people just, are like, just not sold on it yet. Hey, just that's why I was originally going to pick the Browns last week because I'm like, it's going to take the Steelers some time to figure out how they're going to handle the inside linebacker stuff. Then the quarterback changed, and I thought that might not be an issue. And I don't think it was an issue last week. We'll it see what's an not. issue this week. Okay. Uh Robert Doc Holiday uh says Steelers 24, Bungle 17, Brian Mizwa, 24-13 Steelers. Uh, is that Raul Havana yep. says Steelers three Bengals dose two. Uh, Mark Tobin has 24, 13 Steelers. Don't, don't guarantee anything. Uh, outside Steeler fan says good guys, 13 to 10. He'd get balls with the game winner. Harvey stone has Steelers 16, 13. Um, black Jack Novak says 23, 13 bungles. Um, uh, Gavin Anthony finally said 20 to 17 Steelers. He left us hanging for a long time. Uh, Kevin Brokenborough says 24 9 or, or Steelers 24, Bengals 9. Uh, Kathy Forrid says 24 18 Steelers. Sherry Richards has 19 16 Steelers. Um, uh, Seth W says 16 13 Steelers. Richard Ad Adamson says 21 18 Steelers. Claude Bishop. 24-17 bungles. Um, and like I said, I, I get it too. I, 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 I'm I, not going to – anyone who's not ready for the Steelers until they show it, 
I get it. I think this next game's really going to set the tone for the next four. Um, Bluno Steelhead says 23 to 16 Steelers. He's saying that they're going to have two throwing. Hey, it, it'd be crazy to see night and day. Hey, look, look how look how rejuvenated the Bills' offense was when they yeah, didn't have their 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 OC. Um, no one you know says call me delusion call call delusional optimism optimism but 24-19 Steelers. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin says they had typos, so he retracted them, but they still show up to be the way it goes. Uh, do you see any more? Mike Smith, Mike Smith, 26-16 Steelers. Um, yep, you're right. Who would have thought that it that it was gonna be there? Um, Frosty the Bear says he has a number he's throwing out here. He says 44 degrees with rain Sunday in Cincy. I don't look at the weather until closer to game time, and then I reported on my let's on my uh, last-minute thoughts podcast. I almost put myself in Let's Ride. You hear that? Um, Jerry Cherryman, got to get his in there. 26-16 Steelers. So if any more pop in, I'll bring them up. We are at the – Rich, this was a lot of fun. This is – I'm rejuvenated. You're thinking about it. We've had a lot of people here tonight. Thank you for joining us. Hey, you know, we're, we're here every Tuesday. So uh, – um, Lots, lot, and we have a lot. It's this is just two brothers sitting around talking Steelers. That's what this show is. We've got a lot of shows that do a lot of other things. We, you know, we hope that we have something for everybody. So check it out. And if, and if you're just someone who watches on YouTube, you're missing out a lot of stuff with audio only. We mentioned Let's Ride a lot and stuff going on with that. But uh, make sure you're checking those out. And of course, SteelCurtNetwork.com. Um, we've got. I really like the community of people that are there commenting and everything. It's not the constant negativity that, that um, you would get at some other places. Um, it's it's a pretty good group. So come on in and don't ruin it. That's <laughs> the way I like to say it. Um, so make sure you check that out for all editorial needs. I'm excited. I'll be back tomorrow night to give my prediction. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Rich, I will see you Um off for Thanksgiving Day. Really looking excited about that. So for everyone else out there, I'm sure I'll say it again tomorrow night to, to hope you have a, a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Rich, what do you want to have to say here to close us out here tonight? Wait, well, uh, I wait. I know what I want to say to close us out okay. before I say it, okay? And it's... Yeah. it's We're not urinating on the fire, man. <laughs> not yet, because Rich has to give us the, the, the closing thoughts. That's right. Um, first of all, I want to say um, Rich Schofield at Yahoo com. Get the tickets. Stop my tickets for December the third against the Cardinals. That will be the next home game, the first home game post Matt Canada. If anybody's interested, let me know. Got them out there. Although you know, if push comes to shove, I'm going. So I'm going. Um, I'm going. I'll be there for that one. I really, really was trying not to go to this one, but yeah. if push comes to shove, um. Going, going to too many kind of puts a hurting on the wallet, especially before it Christmas. does. So, um, but I am rejuvenated. I, I, I am actually for the first time in about four weeks going to be excited to sit down on my couch on Sunday and watch the Steelers. I will be looking forward to it. The past few weeks has really just been like, oh, gotta sit down and watch the Steelers. Now it's gonna be like, Okay, what's going to be different? So, I hope something's different because if it's not, 
then you should read my knee-jerk reaction article because <laughs> I will just sit in it and rant. Yeah. So, um, right? Yeah, I mean, you can all, all but hear yeah. me. But, um, but, but I am back to looking forward to it. Really want to see what kind of, you know, again, I'm not expecting to see a totally different Steelers offense, but I'd like to see a few things different. Would like to be like, oh, there you go. That's what we've been, you know, there's something we've kind of been missing. Here's, you know, things like that. Give me some optimism on this offense moving forward. Um, hopefully I can get Kyle to sit down with me again. He left me for the second half of the Cleveland game. He actually decided that doing his um, English homework for his literature class would be more fun than watching the game. And just so you all know, Kyle is more of a math geek, wants to be an engineer, Kyle hates English with a passion, but decided that would be more fun than watching the Steelers-Browns game. So I, I, I just got to say it. But bring Kyle back. We're going to get back on it on Sunday. Looking forward to seeing what the Steelers have to bring in Cincinnati. Send them down the Escalusers. Can't wait. Wait. We're not urinating on the fire, man. <laughs>